Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. If you're looking for more of the gripping mysteries you love, the Forensic Files 2 podcast is back, and it's packed with plenty of twists and turns. Come along as investigators, scientists, and other experts piece together evidence, clues, and data in search of the answers behind violent crimes, unexplainable mysteries, and other strange occurrences. Listen to Forensic Files 2 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fans of the 48 Hours podcast know that a good lead is always worth checking out. And if you're a listener who enjoys from the car, you'll want to know that the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, the new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain or wherever your story takes you. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We got married in March of 1999. Ryan and Jerry Lynn. Ryan enlisted into the Army. I've done tours in Kosovo, Iraq, and Afghanistan. <laughs> I see the reality for children on the street in these different places. We're escorting a bunch of Iraqis. And I just wondered to myself, now, where is he? Where is she? What happened to them? There he is. I have three incredible little men, the three boys. Taylor, Cole, and Riley. I love beyond what I could ever say. It was actually Ryan who came to me. I was like, I think we should adopt. I just looked at him and I said, I think you're a little bit crazy. We found our daughters on a waiting child list. Four, five. When we saw our girls' pictures on that website, it said contact Sue at Celebrate Children International. Children need to be in families, not in institutions. What's your name? What is his name? Many of these children would die if it wasn't for adoption. She can get you the youngest baby really fast. Three to six months before she can go home. If you get a baby home in five months, I mean, you're going to love her. I had no way to find out that this was happening until it happened to me. I feel that I was taken advantage of. Her in-country representatives are being accused of heinous things. These things are not okay. We knew that international adoption is challenging. We were naive in how much real trouble there is. It's life or death. I mean, I've literally seen children die. The line between adoption, which is a beautiful thing, and child trafficking, which is deplorable. That line is all too fine. I mean, there needs to be a chasm between the two. I had to figure out how to get my girls home. If we want this to happen, we're just gonna have to go do it ourselves. It's just unreal. I mean, is there anything 
else that a person can do to prove to the Congolese government I care about these kids? I love these kids enough to do whatever it takes to get them home. Whatever it takes. I'm Maureen Maher. Tonight on 48 Hours, Perilous Journey. In search of more mysteries to listen to, get an Audible membership. They've got the best selection of audio titles from every genre, including true crime, celebrity memoirs, business, and so much more. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. I recommend The Art Thief by Michael Finkel. I love a good heist story. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ryan. Hi. Where are we going? Africa. This international airport. Uh, it. <laughs> this is real. After serving his country in war zones around the world, Army Chief Warrant Officer Ryan Owen is leaving on another risky mission. This one with his wife, Jerry Lynn, and a video camera. You want the camera? Yeah. All right, here you go. They're trying to adopt two little girls from Africa and bring them home to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, where he's stationed with the 101st Airborne Division. Here we go. Adoption is like this gut-wrenching, mind-blowing journey. Dear God. As evangelical Christians, it was a journey the Owens felt called to take. We felt like we had so much that we had more to give. So in early 2012, Jerry Lynn started scanning the internet for a child, never expecting to find two. When he brought up the idea of adoption, it was never two. Two is a lot. Two is a, well, five. Yeah, five is a lot. They were sisters, six, and three, old by adoption standards and living in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. The girls were available for adoption through Celebrate Children International, or CCI, a small Florida adoption agency run by this woman, Sue Hedberg. 
Hedberg is an evangelical Christian, too. Her website advertises about 1,400 successful adoptions from 11 countries since 2004. And she has a host of satisfied clients. We are blessed to have met Sue. She really does handle the adoptions herself. Brian and Sarah Grandstaff say Hedberg has an unquestionable work ethic and commitment to improving children's lives. Tell me a little bit about your experience with her. Well, our experience is that we've done two adoptions with her. And I've said that if I ever do another adoption, it would be with her. Because she is always looking out for the best interest of children. Ryan and Jerry Lynn Owen were impressed by Sue Hedberg as well and okay, signed on with CCI in April 2012. I can have a family in one day. <laughs> this is CCI video of the girls. What was the story she told you about where these girls came from? Well, she told us that they're just abandoned. There's not a whole lot of information. Where were they found? In a marketplace, was what we were told. They decided to name the girls Ava and Zoe and started scraping together the $60,000 in total they would need to adopt them. What's the first sign of trouble? Not even three weeks after we started this whole process. I get all of these emails with pictures. Sifting through those pictures and papers from CCI, Jerry Lynn discovered a potential problem in a key document. This is the cornerstone of many international adoptions. It's called the Abandonment Decree. And typically, it is all that is known about the abandoned child, when and where they were found, and who's been taking care of them since then. If any of the details in here are proven inaccurate, it can put a halt to the entire process because it will call into question whether or not the child is even eligible for adoption. The abandonment decrees for Ava and Zoe said they were brought to this orphanage in Congo called OHE. But Jerry Lynn noticed some of the photos showed them at another orphanage called Eve Eden. Some of them were at a different orphanage. How did you know they were at a different orphanage? It's on the wall. Concerned about what else in the girl's background story might be inaccurate, Jerry Lynn called Sue Hedberg. The Owens say Hedberg never really answered their questions. You bring this up to this person who's supposed to be representing you. As you're met with, stop. You're ignorant. Hedberg told them the information in an abandonment decree is often difficult to confirm. You have a red flag. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a red flag. But I was like, OK, well, maybe that's really how it's done. Another area of concern was about the girl's health. The Owens assumed once they began working with Sue Hedberg, CCI would be responsible for their care. But Ava and Zoe's feet were badly infected with a flea that burrows into the skin and can cause death if untreated. Hedberg did, however, raise money for Ava, Zoe, and several other children to have surgery. I had asked her some questions and got some answers that were kind of weird. Like, we had a kind of a weird little conversation. Jerry Lynn says Hedberg later threatened to stop helping with the adoptions altogether. Six months into the process, there was some good news from Congo. We got the actual document that said we are Ava and Zoe's parents, legally in the eyes of the Congolese government. You're identifying them as being your children. These are the dresses I had made for them. You're setting up a room for them. There's conversation around our dinner table about Ava and Zoe and what life is going to be like. 
But in the following weeks, she says the adoptions inexplicably stalled. For months, the Owens' relationship with Sue Hedberg had been deteriorating, and they began to worry they would never get their girls. So in January 2013, with her husband in Afghanistan, Jerry Lynn set off on the first of two trips to Congo alone. I'm their mother, and it's time I start acting like it. Jerry Lynn says that on that first trip, the U.S. Embassy warned her that the discrepancies in the abandonment decrees might prevent the adoptions. But as long as the girls were adoptable, the Owens were determined to push ahead without Hedberg's help and hired their own attorney. These are my daughters, but if they're going to ever come home, it's not going to be without a fight. I just sense that. Now, Jerry Lynn is leaving for her third trip to Congo, and Ryan is joining the battle to bring home the daughters they already love. It's worth the fight. With their children's future at stake, it's become a fight for the truth a fight other CCI clients know all too well. We've got a problem here. Some of Hedberg's foreign facilitators have been accused of crossing the line. You don't remove children from their parents and then offer them for thousands of dollars. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. To all my foot, back, and knee pain sufferers, This one's for you. Check out G-Defy, a modern footwear company on a mission to relieve knee, back, and foot pain. Every pair comes with two free custom orthotics to align your body perfectly. And their patented VersoShock trampoline technology in the heel absorbs harmful shocks and provides positive renewed energy empowering you to tackle your day. Don't just take my word for it. Read the countless customer reviews raving about the pain relief and amazing comfort they have experienced with G-Defy shoes. Experience pain-free living for yourself and visit gdefy.com, that's G-D-E-F-Y dot com, and use code PODCAST30 to receive $30 off your order of $100 or more. It has taken the Owens 28 hours and every last penny of the money they raised to get to Congo. The government here has approved the girls' adoptions, but Ryan and Jerry Lynn are no longer working with CCI and know they have a long road ahead. We made the turn down the orphanage road. Had a lot of time to kind of see it coming, the door. And on the other side of that gate, 
The Owens camera is rolling as Ryan meets his daughters for the very first time. And why are you being shy? She's like, I don't know what to think about, Papa. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm a strange looking guy. What's the matter? It was very awkward. So has it been a little harder than you anticipated? Yes. Particularly when the orphanage releases the girls into the custody of parents they hardly know. And we are driving away with our daughters, Ava and Zoe. But Ava and Zoe still can't leave the country. They need an official exit letter from Congolese immigration. Halfway around the world near Nashville, Tennessee, Did you ask Lee about the horses? Betsy Emanuel and her husband Leslie know how challenging adoption can be. With three children of their own and a deep religious conviction, they too felt called to adopt. You got it. Jack and Hannah are from Korea. Bo is from China. Matthew is from Alabama, and he thinks that's his country. <laughs> but Betsy says it is the memory of a child she could not adopt that haunts her every day. It was 2006. She was a client of Celebrate Children International when Sue Hedberg offered her the child in this video. She is to die for. A toddler in Guatemala named Maria Fernanda. When I saw Maria, my life changed, and there is no other way to describe it. Hola, Fernanda. Most adoptive parents, or mothers specifically, say they look at the picture and they just know. It was absolutely, I just knew. And when I looked at Maria Fernanda, it was, I just knew, on steroids. Betsy says she'd already begun preparing a room for little Maria Fernanda when Sue Hedberg suddenly upped the ante. Maria had a sister that had been born, the little baby Anna Christina. Betsy could not afford to take both girls, so she pressed on with adopting Maria Fernanda. We bought a toddler bed, and so I started looking for little clothes, and I got very excited. More and more excited, until three months later when Betsy says an employee of Sue Hedberg's delivered devastating news. She said, I have to tell you something. A Maria cannot be adopted. CCI claimed the girl's birth mother had resurfaced, accompanied by armed men, and demanded her children be returned. Did you believe what Sue Hedberg was telling you? No. I knew I, something was wrong. That's because Betsy says it wasn't the first time she'd heard this story from CCI. Three months earlier, Hedberg had told Betsy that she'd lost the adoption of this little girl for almost exactly the same reason, a returning birth mother and a man with a gun. You are the mother at this point of several foreign adoptions. Had you ever experienced anything like this? Never. When Betsy pressed her, she says Hedberg used God against her. She questioned my faith several times, and you know that disturbed me so badly. Don't you trust God? Don't you believe that God is sending this child to you or that child to you each time? She questioned my faith. I did not like that. Betsy Emanuel says by this point, she was financially committed to CCI. Eventually, Hedberg did get her a child, Emily Bell, whom Betsy brought home from Guatemala in November 2007. 
Good boy, Trigger. But around the very same time, Betsy got more shocking news. Maria Fernanda and her infant sister had somehow reappeared. They were now being offered for adoption again, though this time not by CCI. My heart totally dropped. I just wanted to know something about her. Though she was home in Tennessee with Emily Bell, Betsy could not stop thinking about Maria Fernanda. And I just began typing in and Googling Maria's name. That's when she found this article in a Guatemala newspaper. It would change Betsy's life and Maria Fernanda's forever. It was just clear as a bell at that moment. I instantly knew. I knew she had been stolen at that point. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Betsy Emanuel found this article in a Guatemala newspaper entitled, Where Are Our Children?, she couldn't believe her eyes. And I just said, my God, they were taken from her. The story was about Guatemalan children who had been abducted for adoption, including a little girl named Maria Fernanda and her infant sister. And, and it was just at that moment, it was just like, oh, thank God, because I know where she is, and now I'm going to tell her mother where she is, and I'm going to do it as fast as I can. Betsy got in touch with a Guatemalan human rights group, forwarding all the information she had, Within weeks, a local court reunited both girls with their mother. It was the most relief I've ever felt in my life. She's got a mother. This is Maria Fernanda today, and this is her mother, Mildred Alvarado. Mildred now ekes out a living by recycling garbage, feeding Maria Fernanda and her four other children at about $20 a week. While I was looking for my daughters, I never gave up hope. Back in 2006, Mildred was pregnant. Her husband had left her. She had no food, no money, no job. When she says a woman named Sabrina offered her work as a live-in maid in her house, as well as room and board for her children. Nobody else was giving me any kind of support when I really needed it. But along with support, Mildred says Sabrina soon began pressuring her to let someone else care for little Maria Fernanda so she could focus more on her work. She said she will take care of her and will be in contact until I finish with the pregnancy. Mildred says she reluctantly handed Maria Fernanda to a friend of Sabrina's in the shopping mall parking lot, believing it was only temporary. And instead, the woman kept Fernanda. 
And do we believe that woman was a baby broker? She was. She, she was. Erin Siegel is an investigative reporter who published a book about Guatemalan adoptions and a CBS News consultant. Mildred says Sabrina pressured her again, this time to have her baby early. And she was brought to a private medical clinic. She says she received a couple injections. She blacked out. When she woke up, she had undergone a C-section. I could not move because my feet and wrists were taped to the bed. And her baby was gone. She had never even seen its face. Then, just three days later... Betsy Emanuel in Tennessee was emailed photos of Ana Cristina, that baby, as available for adoption. That email reads, just want you to know that M. Fernanda had a baby sister born who is also available for adoption, but it would be a total fee again. I'm looking for a home for her. Signed, Sue. What part of the equation do you hold Sue Hedberg responsible for? Sue Hedberg is responsible for knowing the origins of the children she offers as orphans. While ethically that may be true, legally in Florida, adoption agents were not required to know that information until federal law changed that in July 2014. In Guatemala, Mildred's one-time employer, Sabrina, was charged with aggravated kidnapping and human trafficking. So was this woman, Connie Brand, who ran a private nursery where Mildred says Maria Fernanda was kept. It's this one. Neither Sabrina nor Connie Brand was ever employed by CCI. But prosecutors tell 48 Hours they also plan to bring human trafficking charges against Brand's son, Marvin, who was CCI's facilitator in the Maria Fernanda case. She's going to Tennessee. Hedberg says by the time she learned of irregularities in that case, she had already stopped accepting referrals from Marvin Brand. But 48 Hours has learned for at least a month before that, Hedberg had known of problems in a different adoption that she and Marvin Brand had begun together. Marvin Brand has been a fugitive since 2011. Guatemalan authorities have never charged Hedberg in any case. U.S. officials had concerns about child stealing in Guatemala as far back as 1995. 48 Hours has obtained this cable to the Secretary of State from the American Embassy in Guatemala City, which reads, We can now state unequivocally, but sadly, that there are instances of child stealing in Guatemala. It would certainly be expedient of us to ignore such facts and issue orphan visas without hesitation. It would also be dead wrong. Still, for the next 12 years, American officials continued to allow thousands of adopted Guatemalan children into the United States. Those cables started coming from the early 90s, and they didn't stop adoptions until 2007. Susan Jacobs has been the State Department's special representative for children's issues since 2010. Do you agree that that was a long time to, to I would, not have a reaction? I would argue that we did have a reaction, and the reaction was to continue to investigate and try to work with the Guatemalan government so that they could fix their own house. Guatemala officially shut down international adoptions in 2008, but planning one day to reopen, it joined 75 other countries regulated under a widely accepted set of adoption standards called the Hague Convention. I think that most of the problems that we see 
are in countries that are not parties to the convention. Families may not know what they're getting themselves into. Duni Zanai is a consultant who helps parents research their adoptions. Zanai says the issue was that agencies like CCI that don't meet the Hague standards. She's healthy. Can so she cook? Were able to set up shop in countries that haven't signed the treaty. When a country did finally clamp down, many of those agencies simply moved on. An agency that is questionable in a country that is most vulnerable because they don't have enough regulations, that, that definitely is the worst combination. But it could be a good way to make money. Tax records show that from 2004 through 2007, Sue Hedberg received a total salary of nearly a million dollars. And I know she's done hundreds of adoptions, but from the bad cases I've seen, adoption is better off without her. 100%. I, have, I can have a family. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Are you from a Christian or a Muslim family? Since 2004, Sue Hedberg has racked up a long list of formal complaints about questionable adoption practices, at least six with the State Department and 21 with the state of Florida. Florida authorities found that many of the allegations were unsubstantiated. While a complaint filed by the Emanuel stated they make no claim as to what CCI staffers or Sue Hedberg knew or did not know about Mildred Alvarado, the Emanuels also stated the adoption business of Sue Hedberg needs to be investigated on every possible level. After investigating, the state of Florida ordered that Mrs. Hedberg shall take responsibility for knowing who she works with, facilitators and lawyers, and where the children come from. What do you think Sue Hedberg is guilty of? Turning a blind eye. She literally um, goes to countries where she knows it is very vulnerable. Formula, yes. Okay. yes. But that is not a crime. In fact, Hedberg has never been charged in any adoption case. And all of the adoptions she has completed were approved by U.S. embassies. Hedberg strongly believes more regulation usually hinders adoption, leaving children stranded in orphanages. What concerns me is all the regulations that are being put in force that's going to affect agencies like myself. And we will not be able to serve these children. Hedberg has twice failed to get Hague accreditation for CCI. According to these notes from Florida authorities, the State Department's review board cited ethical concerns, lack of honesty, and a willingness to work with unscrupulous facilitators. Say bacon. Bacon. In April 2013, before we met Brian and Jerry Lenoen, Sue Hedberg took 48 hours along on a trip to Ethiopia and Congo, where CCI did most of its work after Guatemala shut down. It is such a reward to hold each one of those children and to kiss them and to see what they need. At CCI's transition house in Ethiopia, the children seem to have what they need. But in Congo, conditions were more challenging and meeting a child's needs was a constant struggle. We want children who were meant to be adopted. We want those children to go home. By this evening, 
we will be uploading photos of the children that we see today. Two days after 48 Hours landed in Kinshasa, Sue brought us to this orphanage. She told us that she had organized something called Operation Elizabeth. Lover or hater, we were about to find out just how far Sue Hedberg was willing to go to bring children back to the United States. We have seven children right now stuck in an orphanage and we cannot get them released. The plan is to go with five police officers and take them. Hopefully peacefully. The wait is over. So far you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Ping! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have a crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice, only on Freebie. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season... I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. The plan is um, to pick up some paperwork from the government um, ordering their release and to go with five police officers and take them. In April 2013, Sue Hedberg obtained a court order authorizing a raid on this Congolese orphanage. She claimed seven CCI children were being held hostage, delaying their adoptions. Two of them were Ava and Zoe Owen. We're calling it Operation Elizabeth. Elizabeth is this woman, a Congolese American named Elizabeth Fauchive, who runs the orphanage. Your orphanage is immaculate. This is not the image people have of a Congolese orphanage. In September 2012, CCI begged Foshive to take in the seven kids while they healed from that foot surgery after being neglected at another orphanage. What did the kids tell you? They are always beating us up. We are not treated well. Do not take us back there. But Foshive says that is exactly what Hedberg wanted to do. And, Elizabeth says, after speaking with the children, she also became concerned that some of them might not even be eligible for adoption. I need to check what Sue is saying, if it's true. Why? Why did she refuse to return the children when they got better? Where is the local police? Do you know where they are? I don't know, but it might be along the road here. As the orphanage raid began, we were advised against entering. 
They say it's not good to take pictures. But our hidden camera was rolling as Hedberg's team went in. When I came out of the house and I see a bunch of people in here, I knew something was not right. I had this feeling. Where are the CCI children? Though Hedberg denies it, the Yeoman say as Ava and Zoe's legal parents, they had told her not to take their girls from Elizabeth. At this point, they believed Elizabeth was the only one working to complete the girls' adoptions. Do not move our children. In the end, Elizabeth Thoshive stood her ground. Authorities did not remove any of the CCI children. We came in with the police and we still walked out without the children. It's, it's hard to understand. As long as you don't break a law and you're very good at that, you can get away with anything. It's almost about just not getting caught. Dooney Zanai has worked with nine dissatisfied CCI clients adopting from Africa. She knows what could really get her into trouble, and she knows how far she, you know, she can push. In Congo, one major problem became this man, attorney Jean-Baptiste Combo, known as JB. JB confirmed to 48 Hours that Hedberg wired $434,000 to him to process adoptions and pay for the care of CCI children. JB, he gave me a lump sum of 500, then another one, $300. Okay. In all, Elizabeth says she received only $1,200 of the estimated 12,000 she was owed for the seven CCI children. When we caught up with JB Combo in Kinshasa, he made no apologies. To feed children is not my work. To, to follow after children is not my work. I'm a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. As this CCI email shows, Hedberg was dissatisfied with her own lawyer's work. You have been paid a lot of money to care for these children. And look what you have done, she wrote him in August 2012. Fix this immediately before the families come and see the horrible treatment of these children. Hedberg also held Combo responsible for the disappearance of this little girl from a different Congolese orphanage. Hedberg was unable to locate the girl, who later reportedly died of malnutrition. In 2013, CCI reached a financial settlement with her adoptive parents. Both sides agreed not to discuss the case. Despite Hedberg's concerns about Jean-Baptiste Combo, she continued working with him on adoptions in progress. Do you think that Sue Hedberg has been negligent? Yes. Absolutely. Negligent in whom she hired? Yes. Mm -hmm. Negligent with your money? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Negligent with the care of your daughters? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The Owens became convinced that they needed to be on the ground in Kinshasa to keep their girls safe and get them out. We're hoping to get an exit letter. Yes, that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Are you prepared for the fact that the paperwork might not come through? It wouldn't surprise me. It would totally suck. We're 48 hours out from needing to be at the airport with that letter. They could make me completely redo every single document. 
Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Does this bring back memories of some of the places that you've been to in your travels with the military? After two weeks in Congo, Jerry Lynn and Ryan Owen are still waiting for an exit letter for their girls. Despite Elizabeth Foshive's help, Time is running out. Today's Tuesday. I'm really hoping to get a letter today. As they wait, the anxiety grows. Betsy Emanuel can relate. Here you are. I know. I can't believe it. I have to just keep looking and making sure this is Guatemala City, and it is. For five long years, she has dreamt of meeting Mildred Alvarado and her girls, Maria Fernanda and Ana Cristina. Mildred has dreamt of this moment, too. Sweet days. Time passes much too quickly. Sightseeing, swimming, and a simple meal bring Betsy face to face with what might have been. Why is this so hard for you now? I just. I can just imagine. She would be happy with our family, but it wouldn't be right. Sue Hedberg once said to me, you will never see that child. And not only did I see her, but I saw her through to back where she should have been all along. Sue Hedberg has refused to give 48 Hours an in-depth, on-camera interview. Instead, we received a written statement from her public relations representative. Part of it denounces the actions of unscrupulous individuals in the Maria Fernanda case. Hedberg's statement also says Celebrate Children International never offered two children birthed by Mildred Alvarado for adoption by the Emanuel family. But remember, Hedberg sent Betsy this video about Maria Fernanda. She is to die for. She is beautiful. She is absolutely gorgeous. She's going to Tennessee. And this email with over 30 pictures of Ana Cristina, which says M. Fernanda had a baby sister born, who is also available for adoption. Florida investigators never went to Guatemala, but they did question Sue Hedberg, who claimed Mildred Alvarado was lying. Investigators concluded there is no evidence to suggest that Mrs. Hedberg was involved and had knowledge of the situation. How difficult is it to hold an agent accountable for what their people have done on the ground in another country? 
It's it's very hard. But Ambassador Susan Jacobs says that is changing. As of July 2014, a new law requires all American adoption agents working overseas to submit to the same international standards. I think that it will make a huge difference. Having having one standard, and it's a pretty high standard, mm-hmm. I, I think will be very beneficial. But before the law went into effect, Hedberg continued to work for satisfied clients like the Grandstaffs, who adopted another child from Ethiopia in 2013. We are supposed to be getting on a plane tomorrow, and it is like 6 o'clock on Wednesday night, and we still have no exit letter. I have to fly out tomorrow. Due back on base in just 48 hours, Ryan makes one final push for that exit letter. Any luck? No. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even get my passport back tonight. I'm sorry. Is there anything else that a person can do to prove to the Congolese government I care about these kids? It is the very last day they are scheduled to be in Congo, and the Owens wake up to incredible news. Congolese government has decided to issue their exit letter at 3 p.m. Oh my gosh. We're in the van. We're in the van. We're in the van! Yes. But when they get to the Congo's DGM immigration office, the Owens discover the letter isn't actually ready. Well, we're sitting outside DGM right now. It is um, like 10 after 5. We need to be on the road by six, or we're not going to make it on the airplane. Getting a little bit nervous. Then, with just 45 minutes left on the clock, the letter finally arrives. The process of getting the letter, it went right down to the last several minutes. We're getting on the plane. Going home. The details of Ava and Zoe's background may never be known, but authorities in both countries deemed the girls adoptable. We're on the plane. After more than a year, three trips to the Congo, and almost $60,000, the wait is over. The weight of responsibility is not. I won't have the answers, and I won't be able to put a Band-Aid on those wounds. But I know that if they've made it to four and eight in a place like the Congo as orphans, that they are strong and they need to be validated as strong women and they need to be allowed to be kids. Just really want to be able to introduce my sons to my daughters. That's the main thing that's on my mind right now. Kind of a new concept for us. I mean, we never really had girls in the house. This journey has not been easy, but we know that we're doing the right thing. As they settle in for the first of many nights together, all of the Owens seem to understand. Their journey of faith 
and family is only just beginning. What does five plus two equals one mean? <laughs> Ryan and me and Taylor and Cole and Riley and Ava and Zoe becoming one family. And Zoe celebrated their first Christmas with the Owen boys, as if they'd been together as family forever. But Jerry Lynn says the girls had a lot of loss to overcome. They remember Congo as a place of hurt and do not want to go back. Here in the U.S., for two years now, they have been thriving. Three months after the Owens left Congo, local officials suspended all adoptions. CCI, denied accreditation, is no longer allowed to initiate international adoptions. They're permitted to finalize adoptions already in progress. Florida authorities say they do not plan to relicense CCI after June 2016. If you like 48 Hours, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.